0: Hello and welcome to Get Involved Referee with Des Roach, Steve Conroy and me, Lindsay Heron, as we look back over, well, a very engrossing weekend in the SPFL, which was a very decisive weekend from a football point of view. Chaps, obviously, Celtic finally getting over the line to clinch the title uh, with a 2-0 victory at Timecastle. But the burning issue for me over the weekend is clearly what is an obvious goal-scoring opportunity and what is not. Two red cards and in in that situation and no action taken whatsoever. In a third situation, it's quite ironic that it should all happen at the same time, Steve.
1: Yeah, in uh, all three variations in the uh, in the one weekend, one we think was right, one uh, VAR got involved uh, and we think got it wrong, and uh, one the VAR should have got involved and didn't and got it wrong. Um, it's been. It's been a hell of a weekend um, and there's a lot of chatting in it, but a lot of, oh I don't know, you, you despair sometimes about uh, VAR and how it's used. Um, but this weekend wasn't good.
2: I think it's went against the credentials. A lot of the time, what we're told VAR was supposed to be about. Um, and it's really put Scotch football into the spotlight for the wrong reasons because people really don't understand what our guys are being asked to implement and what to do.
0: Let's start with the, the one that we all think was accurate and, and fair uh, and that was the uh, St Johnston Dundee United game at, uh, at uh, McDermott Park uh, Charlie McGrew uh, beaten for pace by Marcus Halberg and just left his leg trailing in there Des and clearly brought the man down uh, it was in a wide area though so why is that a red card?
2: So I haven't watched it and watched it a couple of times Charlie was using his wide old head he's he's made the challenge realised he's lost a wee bit of pace here he's, he's kept the leg up ordinarily I'd be quite happy for a caution because of the area but when you look at the rest of the field of play behind them there's no I know Jim Goodwin said there's a covering defender coming across there's not really it's really really Halberg just going straight in on the Dundee to go tight angle not saying he's going to score but the opportunity to have the shot there Alan Muir's came across made his decision VAR wasn't
0: involved So the game at McDermott Park as you say guys um, a straight red card Alan Muir on the spot you you obviously concur with them, Des, that it's it's the right decision. It looked a fairly obvious one for 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 me, Steve.
1: Oh yeah, uh, it was uh, it was a clear red um, denying a goal scoring opportunity. As Des said, you know th- it was out-, out wide, and it's not saying that you're going to score a goal from the incident that it that it happens. Obviously, not even I could score from, from that distance from, from how wide it is. It's a clear goal scoring opportunity. Charlie brought him down, no, no question about it and did it deliberately. From that moment on, there was a clear chance for the St. Johnson player to move in, get closer to the goal and have a a, a clear shot at goal. No, no impediment, despite what Jim Goodwin said. So that is a clear red that's denying a clear goal scoring opportunity. Not a question. Um, and Alan caught that Perfectly right.
2: Yeah, and it's, as I said, it's it's more to do with the not the severity of the foul, but it's the space that's in behind for the the Saint John's and player to attack. If there had been a couple of Dundee United players in close proximity or a chance to get across, mm-hmm. I can see the I can see the merits in having a having a peel in for a yellow. But when you look at the wider action, yeah, it's a it's a red card. Yeah.
0: And then we go to Tynecastle on the Sunday. Um, Very similar uh, situation, a long ball. I think Tony it was over the top for Dyson Maida to chase. Alec Cochrane gets wrong side, clearly pulls him back. And the initial decision is a yellow card from Nick Walsh. The VAR Willie Column decides that Nick should have a look at it and he changes his mind, Steve, and makes it red. Yes, to all of them. It and...
1: And uh, comparing it again to, to Charlie's one before, it was a long ball over. Um, the Hearts defender, Cochrane, just get wrong-sided, done him. Um, no question. It's a foul. It's a free kick. I agree absolutely with what Nick did. It was a foul. It was a caution every day of the week there was uh, forgive me I don't know his name there was a Hearts defender who was right there I think it was Kai Rose coming in yeah right on him not a doubt now again we're not saying that Maeda wouldn't have scored from that position but what we're saying in that the instant that he was fouled that was not a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity there's no way of predicting if he would have side footed him if he would have nutmegged him and then, then scored no way of telling him But the law doesn't allow for that. The law says it's a clear goal-scoring opportunity. At that point where the foul was committed, there was a Hearts defender on him. Not a chance at that point was that a clear goal-scoring opportunity. And for VAR to get involved in that, I think, was absolutely shocking because it's not a question of fact in that instance. It's an opinion. VAR does not belong in the realms of opinion. I don't know how many times we we have to say it. It's an opinion piece. Your opinion is different from mine, it's different from yours, it's different from David's. And that's perfectly valid and it's perfectly acceptable. That's why we like football. VAR's got nothing to do with it, and Willie should not have been involved in that at all. Where it's for me is
2: I can see I can see why he's got involved. Okay, I can I can accept that my is very fast. He's he's got ahead of it. Mm-hmm but where it comes under denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Maeda isn't in control of the ball at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. There's a bit tug there. Yeah. See if the ball had see if he'd been tugged in the ball's at his waist or at his chest and, he, and he's touching it down and he's going on to take it. The ball had bounced was a couple of yards away. So for me it's a it's impeding. Nick has, has got a feel for the game. He's got a decent angle on it. So it's an opinion that he's given. He's given that no one in not in the crowd or anybody was looking for it. Not that that should be their case. But we were told that VAR wasn't there to re-referee a game. Mm-hmm. That's re-refereeing a game because yeah. there's been no clear and obvious error in Nick's initial decision was correct. As I say, the obvious goal-scoring opportunity, we'll never know because he wasn't in control of the ball.
0: I mean, you guys have been champions of Nick Walsh this season uh, and understandably so, but why did he not stick to his gun, Steve? The only
1: thing that I can think of, and I've asked a couple of people, not not surprisingly, not had any firm answers back. The only thing I can think of, and again, this is out of ignorance, is that there must have been chat among, from the SFA, from the refereeing department, that you don't overrule a VAR review. It's happened once this season, and it was Willie. <laughs> ironically. Yeah, ironically. And if memory serves again, um, and my memory isn't brilliant, I think on that occasion, he wasn't right. Every other decision... This season, they have gone with the review. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some you agree with, some you don't. But, the, the the you know, the laws of chance state that some of the reviews must be wrong, but not one of the refs has uh, counteracted or disagreed with uh, with the VAR review. That's the only thing I can think of. And uh, again, that, that's speaking out of ignorance. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, because Nick... This season, up until maybe the past couple of weeks, has been far and away our best referee. The best referee that we've got goes and has a review and overturns his correct decision to give a wrong one. Then there's something in that.
0: Yeah, it seems crazy. Des I mean, surely to goodness you can't have. But VAR was brought in to to assist uh, and make uh, the, enhance the refereeing experience, if you like, make sure that decisions are, are reached in the right manner. Uh, but this, like you say, this is this is. An outside force uh, covering the game. Yeah, yeah, as said, it's
2: it's there to enhance clear and obvious errors if something's been blatantly missed. And as we used to say before our the assistant referees and their fourth official, if I'm the only person in the stadium that doesn't see this, then you must let me know. Mm-hmm. However, if I'm if, if I'm seeing it and I'm closer to it, then you need to go with me. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way we'd always always look at it. Um for me, as I said, I can understand why people think it's a obvious goal-scoring opportunity. I'm not ignorant to that. But for me, an obvious goal-scoring opportunity has to involve you being in control of the ball at that current moment in time. And I think it would have enhanced Nick even further if he'd went across there and said, Do you know what, I've got the courage and my own convictions here mm-hmm. and I'm quite happy to go with it. And as we say, he's our current number one referee and he's taking advice from someone that's not operating at the same level as him.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And just exactly the, the point that you said there, um, you can see other people's point of view. Absolutely, you can see there's an argument in it, in which case it's an opinion. Yep. VAR does not belong in there.
0: Um, but, uh, so that obviously changed the course of that match dramatically. And then it puts pressure on Nick a little bit because every time Celtic make a tackle than a hearts player the entire crowd screaming their head off demanding justice isn't it?
1: Oh yeah but that's you expect that anyway so that that shouldn't have (laughs) uh, made any difference at all in some of the the noise uh, when we've done games at at Tyne Castle Mm -hmm. although it's much smaller than Celtic Park and uh, Ibrox what a noise you get in there Mm -hmm. so that shouldn't have affected Nick No 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 absolutely In
2: the lead up to it as well Nick was letting a lot go Uh letting a lot of robust challenges go quite rightly Uh Uh, and he was letting the game flow he was letting both teams get at it he understood and this again we go back to this opinion he's got the heat of the game he's got the feel of the game mm-hmm. we used to always get told you've got to have a feel for the game and he certainly did so why he's overturned his own decision I find it quite quite strange
1: yeah
0: I yeah, don't absolutely. care. absolutely and then our third um, example or if you like a non-example of, of the way a goal scoring opportunity should be applied uh, happened at Ibrox uh, a few few sort of half an hour later if you like uh, Aberdeen down at playing Rangers Uh, Again, a long ball over the top. Conor Goldson's caught wrong side. Uh, Luis Lopez, a.k.a. Duke, uh, wins the ball and seems to be grappled back by uh, Goldson. It looked like a foul to me. Uh, It seems to continue into the box as well, guys, but then Duke gets the ball back and play on, you know, was was the call in that particular match. And, you know, you wonder why.
1: Again, we've had all three possible scenarios in this one. What I will say in, in this one, and it's not sitting on the fence. This one wasn't John Beaton's fault. John Beaton was in the exactly correct position um, when Rangers were, were attacking. Exactly the, the correct position. Um, and I, I can't remember who it was. The Aberdeen player lobbed the ball, yeah, uh, a, a straight punt up into the other side. John, from that moment on, John, uh, John wasn't in. Unless he's the, a Usain Bolt, he's not going to uh, get there. Yeah, yeah. he's not the decision maker then and the pre-match instruction from the referee to the assistant that will be covered and he'll be, uh, the exact scenario when I'm away back there and it's in front of you you're in charge yeah. so at that moment that's the call of the assistant referee you said he appeared to pull him back there's no doubt he, he pulled him back he rugby tackled him you're, that you're wouldn't been, have got
2: you're, him you have been kind I of had the Greco-Roman wrestling well I <laughs> was going to say it wouldn't <laughs>
1: have gone amiss at Scotson on Friday night and the Warriors could have done what, with a, a decent tackle what have been
2: happening there when that ball gets hit at such pace, and John, as you say in the pre-match, you would say, "Right, over to you." There should be communication in that whole run, saying, "Talk to me." he's mean. He's holding him. He's holding them outside. Outside. Inside penalty. There should be communication going through at that moment in time. Absolutely, as they're coming together.
1: The and John and I. It's been that long since I, I. I can't remember if he did, but certainly in our day, the minute that ball gets pumped up there, mm-hmm. then John's shouting, "That's your call." Your call, right? Um, so. That John is is blameless in that. All right, he's in charge of the ultimate decision, but he can't make a decision from where he is. Golson fouled him. There's no question at all. Now, if that had been down at the corner flag in the same scenario, mm-hmm. nobody, the people would have been gone. Should he have been yellow carded for that? Possibly. But where that was in the, the vicinity of the penalty area with no defender. Covering and behind goals, and so no matter what some people might have said, that Rangers player who was coming in was not going to get him. Is that a clear goal-scoring opportunity from when he turned them? But the other one from that is, was that inside the penalty area? Yeah. So you've got two possible VAR criteria yep. met there, and nothing happened.
0: So Stephen Kirkland's the VAR, eh? So why has he not uh, urged John Beaton to have a, a look at that?
2: Stephen Kirkland's the only person that you can that can answer that question for us. Um, if it was me on the pitch I'd be extremely disappointed when I went in after the match and I've seen that as, a, mm-hmm. as an instant and thinking why haven't you told me this? Mm-hmm. Why haven't you told me this? Um, because that is a major match incident. That's a potential at minimum card yellow. At that time score was still 0-0. Aberdeen if they get a penalty they're straight in there. Mm-hmm. They're straight in there. They're battling for everything they can. Um, yeah, I think the officials had to work a, as a better team unit there. Yeah, and we're not here to give officials a, a hard time. I are here to back them up and try and give an explanation of how they reach those decisions. But to me, that was a, a clear and obvious a discussion is needed here.
1: Yeah, but oh, absolutely on the two fronts. Yeah, two you know a possible penalty, possible red card that needs to go for a review. And again, I'm saying it, and although it's it's up to John eventually, he has been he's been guided by the assistant and by VAR John can't make that decision so, and that's not absorbing John of anything he was in the exactly correct position for the, the phase of play
2: see if John had given that as a penalty on his own mm-hmm. there's no credibility no, in that decision it would have looked ridiculous so John has done the right thing and, and allowed I mean, it's a team of officials so he's, yep. re- he's relying on his teammates to make that decision for him and or at least help him get to that decision if the assistant referee can't get involved then the VAR has to get involved and say I think you need to have a look. We've always said don't change opinions, change facts. So Vars for facts now we spoke about it at the Celtic game. This is the Rangers game. There was a fact if everybody in the stadium could see it was a foul. <laughs> so I mean, why is the fourth official not seen?
0: Is it a penalty, Steve? Uh, yes, I think so. Des? Yes, yes. So that's a, a complete mistake there by the, the, the officials that are supposed to help out John Beaton. And this is but a
1: great... What we will say, is, uh, we're talking about VAR, VAR getting involved in the foul. VAR do, it's not the foul that VAR's involved in, it's the potential consequences. Yep. If that happens in the middle of the field and people think, oh, he's got 30 yards to run, um, but there's people around him, VAR doesn't get involved in fouls. And that's why I'm saying if it's down in the corner... And uh, the same scenario happens. Is that a foul? Is it not? Don't, don't it's care. It's nothing to do with that. Um, but because of where it was, but a town castle, it got involved in a foul. Mm. Oh and no! I, not, and, I, it, and that's what it's not there for.
0: And it's wrong. Yep. Again, we keep saying it, but is this not the the ideal opportunity for the the SFA to come out and explain why this decision was not reached, uh, or even apologise to Aberdeen? I don't know if you've seen the the compelling footage of Barry Robson's post-match interview at Ibrox. It was quite extraordinary. Uh, It didn't last very long, but um, he he was basically questioning whether the VAR was actually covering the match Um, (laughs) because such was his incredulity that a decision didn't go his team's way.
1: And I think in this instance, he's he's right, maybe being a bit facetious about it, but the sentiment is right. Um, Is it time to come out? I don't think the SFA should be coming out. And and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the the assistant um, in that instance. It's not to come out and slaughter him. It's to come out and explain what happened. And we're all human. We've all made mistakes. So you come out and say, look, our guy got it wrong. You know, fair enough. Again, it doesn't help Barry Robson. But if you come out and say, we made a mistake and it was an honest mistake, then fair enough. My biggest quibble in those kind of things is VAR. We all used to talk in the old days about trial by sports scene. This is the same kind of thing. Whoever's in VAR gets a chance to see it again and again and again. And I, I for the life of me, I don't understand how we can watch it over and over and get it wrong yeah. unless they are not getting the proper pictures. Don't know.
0: Presumably then the, um, you know, the those in, in, in power would look at these mistakes and, and would have to take action for the the inaction if you like well we're getting to this point in the
2: season there's not many games left um, and I don't know how many referees are available at this moment in time but <laughs> it's got to be that yeah the, the ultimate the ultimate people in, in charge are the Scottish FA they've got to be the ones that are that are getting through say that again the proper education the proper application and, and what are they telling the guys what are they expecting from them this has just been a weekend that's that just highlighted the the inadequacies of our uh, for me, um, unfortunately. But yeah. um, the, like Steve said, you won't ever get the SFA coming out making statements because it will be apology after apology, and it'll be oh we didn't we didn't get it right because of this or we didn't get it right because of that, mm-hmm. and it makes them look bad. So they will never ever and again if they come out and run through something and we go okay, right, so that won't happen again. It is it going to happen again? It will happened four weeks down the line? And we'll get a manager saying, Well, you told us that week ten and then it happened again week fourteen?
1: We've said right from the very beginning, and people can look back uh, as as long as they uh, as long as they want. You know, VAR has been running for three years, four years. There will always be mistakes because when you involve humans, humans make mistakes. Our VAR is mistake every single week, every week. You bring that back to the very beginning when the staggering decision to introduce VAR midway through a season—it was absolutely inevitable—and missed. But it's a new player. Oh, not, going to, not, not going That to was the last time we player. heard anything from them. Mister Maxwell himself predicted that it was going to be chaos. If the ultimate guy who's signing off everything knows that it's going to be chaos, then. The whole point, the whole, everything that we've talked about, every single mistake goes back to the point where they sign it off, knowing that it's going to lead to chaos. So they must know that our guys were not fully prepared at that point. I, I, I wrote it down somewhere. Trust the SFA to be five years late and still rush it. It goes right back to the very beginning. So although we've disagreed with a lot of our colleagues here, the blame lies Absolutely and wholly with the SFA.
0: Interesting comments from one of your former colleagues, uh, Bobby Madden, who has announced his retirement from the game after a short spell in, in English football, just covering League One and League Two matches. I think he was citing family reasons and business uh, commitments. Uh, I think his own athleticism. He's talking about doing a triathlon or something. Good for him. Uh, very fit man, clearly. But uh, he was talking in the last week or so to another outlet and he he was basically calling for the SFA to release the audio conversation between a VAR and a referee to ex- to, to to highlight uh, how they came to a certain decision. You on board with that Steve? Nope.
1: Nope. would have to be <laughs> very very redacted. Um for the same reason that I don't think our referees will ever be mic'd up during a game because you can hear too much of the, uh, the industrial uh, discussions that that go on uh, between players and managers and uh, refs by the same token I don't want uh, not that I've got anything to hide but if I'm having a discussion a full and frank discussion with Des leading up to a decision then it's not necessarily uh, appropriate that everybody hears every single word that's used absolutely the the whole point of the discussion yeah don't mind publicising that but not they don't want to hear uh, the the choice of words that I might use
2: I I don't think the choice of words would be terribly bad what I wouldn't want them doing is if they were going to do it, they could only say bullet point and say VAR was asked to look at incident A. It was looked at four times, and it decided this was the this was the outcome. Yeah. So I could maybe see that possibly, but having live or recorded audio made available now, we've seen Andy Walker made comments in here a couple of weeks ago regarding the access that Sky had and what he could hear as a conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen that go down like a lead balloon, didn't we? And the ramifications. That Skype are potentially going to come from that, so I don't think we'll ever get to the day that you're going to hear the the live audio link of Steve talking to me, saying right, what's happening? This is blah 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 blah. Fine, I could only ever see it as a a transcript potentially, mm-hmm. um, but not uh, not anything that's recorded. Or-
1: no, nobody wants to hear the fact, and it could come to the exact same thing where you ask or you know say I'm I'm reviewing something, and the the. The tenet of the discussion is that sorry, Des, I'm not able to help you. I don't have an adequate view. But you could bet your bottom dollar that those are not the the, the choice of words that, that are used. <laughs> but it comes to the same thing. So no, no, I,
0: no. Understand, I understand your thoughts in that regard. But I mean, Andy was Andy Walker. In fairness to him, was uh, was highlighting something that was seen certainly uh, alarming. Um, if there was a, a VAR you know, telling a referee how to how to get out of an awkward situation rather than playing it by the book. So like you say, there could be some kind of transcript scenario or a, or an explanation rather than just the raw audio. I think that, I don't know, I may be wrong, but I think that's the only
2: way it could be done. And it would just be three, four bullet points on a specific incident that the, the club could get to say, well, this is the point that was reached. Um, but no, I don't think... Live audio will ever see its way into Scottish refereeing.
0: The only way we get this information, Steve, is if one of the protagonists comes out and explains after they've spoken to the SFA's referee department. Like, for example, uh, I think uh, Stuart Kettlewell come out to talk about a goal that was the disallowed a goal that wasn't disallowed in the Rangers match, the Motherwell Rangers match, and he spoke to Crawford Allen and got an explanation why. But he had to to reveal that, you know, the the SFA aren't proactive in this regard. No, and they never will be.
1: doesn't matter how much we talk here. You will never get uh, the SFA, the the referee department to come out and say that. They never have and they never will.
0: Well, they've got a decision to make this weekend, fellows. The final uh, Glasgow Derby of the season. And we've just been racking our brains here and working out how we're going to get to the, the man who will be in the middle. And by default, it looks like it might be someone who made the biggest mistake of the weekend. By all the possible
1: connotations, then yes, um, it could come down to the person that we've had great discussion with or the other possibility, um, the, the, the other possible names that we could mention but uh, might be Stephen McLean. But least, my it, suspicion, yeah, the, the fear, is that it's going to be that person we've talked about.
2: The fact that... Nick had Celtic this weekend, John had Rangers at the weekend. That tends to direction the way that they won't be involved this weekend. Mm-hmm. Willie being a VAR, yep, possibly. If the SFA are, are backing him up from what happened at the weekend, there's all probability they'll, they'll trust him with it. Out with that, Stephen McLean is the most qualified guy who's been there before and done it. So to me, those are the two guys that could, could get it.
0: Well, that's it, because Willie Collin was supposed to be the, the, the referee for the, the Scottish Cup semi-final uh, and suffered that uh, calf injury, we believe, mm-hmm. which put him out. And obviously Don Robertson stepped into the breach uh, at very, very, very impressively. So clearly they won't give it to Don because they don't normally do back-to-back uh, appointments in this particular game. Um, and there's maybe still some residue from the Kevin Clancy uh, disgraceful uh, post-match match Uh, abuse that he suffered from the the league match that finished 3-2 for Celtic so like you say there are no there are only two candidates it's Willie Collum or Stephen McLean who hasn't done one of these games for I think about four or five seasons
1: Uh, I I agree it doesn't mean that he's not capable of Uh um, uh, not fully qualified for I think Stephen is a perfectly perfectly safe and stable pair of hands Um, you certainly know that um, you're not going to get anybody who's flustered or who's going to be influenced by uh, anything uh, outside. So there's absolutely no reason that, that Stephen would get it. I fear sometimes of the thinking that goes on at the, the SFA, so I would not be surprised. You know, injury dependent, I wouldn't be surprised to see Willie on it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I concur. I would love to see Don get it again. I know he wasn't scheduled for it, but he done such a good job. But I think it's probably just, too quick to to throw why, him, why to put put him, them back in. Yeah, why put them through that? Yeah. yeah. So I think it leads us down to the two protagonists that we've just spoken about.
0: Now they always say that um, you know it doesn't matter when Rangers and Celtic face each other; it's always bloody murder. <laughs> to, to coin a phrase, uh, there's nothing much at stake from a Celtic point of view. They've uh, they're they're on their holidays now, having won the title. And although they want to try and you know get this points record that's up for grabs by winning the remaining four fixtures. And for Rangers, I suppose it's massive for them to prove that they can they can beat their rivals, and uh, for the sake of their own supporters, and no Celtic supporters will be there, so it's a it's a, a full house behind them. But so, but you wouldn't be tempted to use a, one of the younger, up and coming guys just to give them a taste of the game.
1: In this instance, nope. I think that this has the potential for being quite explosive. I think mainly for Rangers because they now have something to prove. Uh, trophyless, Um and the first game as champions, you've got Celtic visiting you. This, I think, has all the potential for for being quite an awkward one. And exactly as you said, I know Celtic are going for record points, record goals scored, but you can't, you know, the, they're only human. They've got a cup final in a few weeks. This isn't the one you want to snap your cruciate or uh, have an ankle injury. So I, I, I think that this could be uh, could be an explosive one. I wouldn't put one of the boys in.
0: You think there'll be quite a bit of Rangers aggression then? That's what I think.
1: think they will be trying to prove something.
0: Yeah, I think if you if you were going to use a young guy,
2: then it would be David Dickinson. Uh, I think he's by far the, the the standout one coming up. He's got all the attributes. But like Steve, I think it might just be a wee bit too early. And uh, David will David will, he'll get his time. It will come. But yeah, I think this I think this weekend, particularly with Michael Beale not having beaten Celtic since he's came here as well Mm -hmm. Rangers are going to come out all blood and thunder I would anticipate Um, in Celtic they'll be wanting to go for the record win and then after the Rangers game I think they'll be able to try and rest a couple of players and make sure they're looked after prior to the cup final
0: Absolutely Well let's hope that there are plenty of goal scoring opportunities whether they're uh, illegal or legal (laughs) we'll find out on Saturday We'll see you next time on Get Involved Referee